Welcome to Sportin' Live. Introducing your host, Ed Draper. Hello, how are you? Welcome along to the podcast, Sport and Life. How's your 2022 going so far? Hopefully well. Hope you're well too. Thank you for hitting on the button as well. Appreciate you being here. Thank you as ever to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest, (laughs) even home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations check out bno underscore cheltenham on social media bang olufsen cheltenham i know i've got a good facebook page and they've got a website which is i believe an offshoot of the main bang olufsen world-renowned brand as well but worth getting in phone number getting in touch with jason briggs and his team and through that sister company brother company however you look at it serene av they can source you equipment other than the wonderful bang olufsen branded stuff they can uh, source you whatever fits your vision for a home entertainment system, big screens, whatever it is that the best suits what you're looking for, what you want the look to be, the sound to be, and what you want the budget to be as well. So worth getting in touch with Jason Briggs and his team. Appreciate their support getting on for two years now with the podcast, which is fantastic and a great to, to have them along for the ride. Thank you also to Cytoplan, food-based supplement company in a time of year the context of the COVID pandemic, notwithstanding when perhaps people are looking at their immunity, boosting, optimizing the immunity of uh, the body. And we take food-based supplements from Cytoplan as a family, the Drapers, for 20 plus years under the stewardship of my father, Dr. Mark Draper, who's been a consultant for them as well, helped some of the ingredients for the food-based supplements. So food-based means they're digested, and this is a very layman's uh, interpretation of it because i'm a sports broadcaster with a, a little background in, in nutrition and sports science but certainly not a scientist but i i believe that's the theory that's digested as food would be and my father has helped with some of the kind of multivitamin vitamins you may call them ingredient list and one that we take at the moment is immune complete which is immune complete too for me because it doesn't have iron in as an adult male as a menstruating woman you would want immune complete one if you are, and there's Immunovite, which is a sort of multivitamin for younger kids as well. So there's a lot on there. And of course, all the bespoke stuff, you may be thinking of vitamin D3 at the moment. So I look out the window and it's murky, drizzly, cold January day here in the UK, in Cheltenham, in the west of England. But in any case, if you go to cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, the discount code at purchase is my last name, Draper. D-R-A-P-E-R, all in capital letters, the numerals one zero and the capital letter R. And then from there, you can uh, go to check out and hopefully get the supplements, hopefully hopefully enjoy them. Now onto the the podcast today. It's a health one with James Golden, long-term friend of, of mine and the podcast, actually been on a number of occasions. Great to have him on in January. He is a distinguished fitness trainer for the past 20 years, works with professional athletes and regular people alike based in the Cotswolds now has an association with Dalesford Organic Farm, the Bamford Hay Barn there, 
beautiful location in the heart of the Cotswolds village called Kingham, I believe is the closest place to it. And he is uh, someone who's very knowledgeable, very passionate and committed to healthy living, just recovered from COVID-19, bounced off him uh, pretty uh, handily as you'd, you'd expect. And his family luckily got it out of the way before Christmas and good to speak to him and get some tips on habit change and how in the new year we, we adopt new habits. And he's going to help me actually, which is brilliant because he's in, in high demand. So I appreciate his time. Just trying to get fit and healthy after an ankle and knee injury and, and maybe re-energize myself with my shift work as a broadcaster at Sky Sports, do a lot of late nights, a lot of 2am bedtimes and the occasional 4am get-ups, 3am get-ups, but that hopefully will be a thing of the past as I go towards my set shifts in February. But on a close matter closer at hand, here he is, the one and only James Golden. James Golden, welcome back to the podcast. Good to good to see you. How are you? You're at home, but you are free to leave it now after your recovery from COVID nineteen. Good to see you, buddy. Happy New Year. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we've been having come. We've spoke. We spoke a few times over the Christmas and the New Year. But yeah, all is good, mate. As you know, I had COVID just in the lead up to Christmas, which wasn't the ideal build up to Christmas with a family. So we had a uh, ten days at home from the eleventh, I think it was, and then yeah. by the time yeah. we, we the whole household. Um, tested positive by the 13th, so we was all actually free and available to uh, to leave the house on the 23rd. So it was uh, yeah, it was a bit not the ideal build up, but it it was Before, a bad timing. And some yeah. you know, some people's Christmases were completely <laughs> disrupted, wasn't it? Yeah, I, th- I know your daughter Dottie. You've got four kids as well, all under well ten and under, I think. And it was it was interesting. She posted a picture, or there's a picture online of. Of you and your wife Sophie on the on the couch snoozing, I think, because the kids had barely any <laughs> the kids had barely any symptoms, did they? So I think it was a, an imbalance of energy in the house. Well, they're always right. there, but that's probably exacerbated. Yeah, you wouldn't even have known the kids. I mean, they tested positive the day. Well, the old, our eldest was the first, and I I went down that day as well because I didn't have any symptoms, but I tested. I come up positive as well, and then the next day the younger two, so I, so I, the ages right seven and five, they went down, but there was no impact on them whatsoever so their energy levels were still the same but yes yeah. <laughs> they were you know testing positive for covid they were like we got covid it's yeah like, oh, God. but you feel, you feel you feel good you feel you feel bounce yes, back well. very good. yeah i actually you know just uh i managed to get a lot of jobs done around the house we wasn't uh fortunately for us we um we wasn't affected too much we had a like cough we lost mm. the smell which I think a lot of people have experienced, which is yeah. odd because I didn't actually know that for a few days. It wasn't until I sprayed aftershave on and all of a sudden I went, <laughs> nothing there. Oh, no. um, my, my, my smell returned probably after a week. Sophie's took a little bit longer. So she, she wasn't very uh, Christmas day and just after the Christmas, she wasn't still smelling anything at all or tasting much. But uh, we were fortunate. We all sort of just, um, yeah, was able just to potter around at home. Nobody was extremely unwell. So. Did you did you did you feel a sense of vindication for the, the lifestyle that you've been committed to? You got your low body mass index, you're obviously aerobically fit, your respiratory systems in, in good mm-hmm. nick. Did it is it one of those things where you where you feel gratitude for the for, for your lifestyle choices in a way? Yeah, I think you do hear stories and I know there's been a few football players that have gone down, they've actually mm. said they've been really taken down with it. I think it was a rugby player, I can't remember the name, but he, he, I never listened to him on the radio and, and he, I think it was in the early the early um months of covid when it really took off and i think it was a lot more aggressive the load um but you do this in the back of your mind is how is it going to affect you but obviously you can only reduce risks in life i think the fitter and healthier you are there's certainly less chance of 
the mm. virus and, and particularly COVID taking you taking you down uh, to a really dark place where you're extremely unwell and it's affecting you long term. But mm. you know, um, I've always had that mindset really with um, my fit and healthy body is always going to um, be the best form of defence when it comes to any form of illness and, and virus. So I've always had that approach. Brilliant. And now you don't have to worry about it, do you? You got it out of the way because I've still, I've, as far as I know, I've still yet to have it. So it's that, it's that spectre yeah. out there, isn't it? You think, oh, when, when's it going to strike? You take your lateral yeah. flows and you, you wait, you wait to see what happens. Yeah, especially at the moment when the infection rates uh, you know, as high as it's ever been, you're doing well to avoid it because I, I probably, for the first time, I know probably more people now that have had it than they haven't. Mm. This time last year, I could hardly find anyone that really have had it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, it's really changed. Well, that must be a problem as well, I think, in terms of the, we talked just briefly before we started recording about it. hopefully there's some sort of, um, you know, community immunity now against it, as you say, with the because I certainly know we had Matt Jarvis on, the former West Ham Wolves Norwich player who was, who was in the midst of his COVID isolation, but felt felt OK. It's interesting you lost the, the, the sense of um, taste and smell, because I think that was associated more with the, the Delta variant, not that I'm an epidemiologist, so I don't want to go into it, but that might, that might actually provide you more immunity than the Omicron in terms of what's happening in terms of severity of it but yeah things things look more encouraging in terms of um the omicron being less less severe doesn't it which is which is great and i suppose it seems like a dawn of a new year it's arbitrary isn't it but it feels like people make changes and health changes do you feel that globally we can we can focus on some of the, the positive health adaptations as well as the the vaccines that sort of looking at, at movement nutrition that kind of thing because i know you've a lot of health professionals have been slightly frustrated by the lack of messaging around that perhaps because the government's been focused on on the vaccine drive and everything. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm in that corner where I've been. I think there's been a, uh, a great opportunity for the government and society to to really pull together and to to really sort of be almost like a group campaign where we do sort of focus on our health and well-being, the importance of it. I don't think mm. that's been probably highlighted enough. It feels to me there's been a missed opportunity in regards to actually maybe getting a real strong message out there about the importance of living a healthy life through you know, movement, sleep, you know, what you put in your body with food and the yeah. water, etc. Getting the basics right for a healthy life. So um, I would like to see more around that, if I'm perfectly honest. But you know, it's, we, I think we're starting to get some level of control. Um, yeah. I don't think the virus, I don't think it's we're as fearful as we was this time last year. So uh, I think we're I think I've got, I'm optimistic for 2022 and us getting back to a, a, a normal practice as we know it pre-pandemic. Good stuff, good stuff. I mean, habit change is, is difficult, what is it, in terms of making it universal because a lot of people have got different habits. People might be wanting to stop eating chocolate. People might want to start running. Is there anything, any general things that you've observed about people that have made habits stick, how they've approached it? Is it simplicity? Is it working on adding something rather than taking something away at first? How, how do you... How do you go about mm. it with, with clients? I, what have you seen that's worked? I think the key is is, is, is very much not to make the, your um, your objectives and what you're trying to achieve too unrealistic. Mm. I think we are dictated in our lives by where we work commitments, family commitments, obligations on time here, and, and you know. So so we are. I think there's lots of restrictions when it comes to leisure time and availability to to actually apply ourselves. So we, we've got to lose, use that time as smart as we can. And sometimes I think we set ourselves some some um, unrealistic objectives and goals. So it's keeping things in line with what's what's achievable and what's possible. Mm. I think 
all of us are different. I think there isn't, you know, a, a one size fits all pro plan for everybody. Uh, and we've got to take into consideration you know, what, what sort of um, uh, time availability is and efficiency and how we can utilize that and make decisions. So I'm very much along the lines to try and be in control and, and plan ahead, whether it be through um, the food that you eat, um, try and use that diary to, to manage your, your, your exercise and your know, active living. But a lot of these just getting the basics right in life. Yeah. I think if you can be um, just active day to day and try and achieve some really small um, personal targets, whether it be a 10,000 step achievement a day to get enough movement, try and get an eight hour sleep of an evening, you know, go to bed early enough. So, you know, we're, we're cleansing the body right down. Um, carry a chili bottle around everywhere with you, so you you know you're never you're never without water. Just getting sometimes some simple solutions in place can can serve yeah. us best. Right? Is it? Yeah, because it's difficult because people might be listening to this who are relatively active in 2021 but want to elevate it. But people who aren't particularly active is it? Is that the the foundation? Do you think maybe rather than saying I'm going to go to the gym for two hours five days a week when you have got kids, you've got work commitments, whatever yeah, it may be, it's, it's actually saying I'm going to be less sedentary and maybe I'm going to eat more vegetables on the nutritional side rather than worrying about um you know fearing chocolate and, and for swearing something off you know any any treats off because that almost seems to burn people's willpower quickly in, in yeah. January. I think we can we can all take a look at our lifestyles and and look at something that we can improve whether it be the alcohol consumption um if someone's sort of consuming you know alcohol during the week maybe we could actually take that to the weekend only so we don't take it away completely but however that monday to thursday we, we just we just clean it up a little bit whether it be just over consumption of processed foods um too much bread you know those things can make a big difference so sometimes it's just a case of reducing rather than taking it away completely and that's going to make a big difference if, if you make four or five changes that are all reducing something that's actually having a negative impact on the body if you over over consume then it's gonna it's gonna um, from a, a long-term standpoint, it's going to make a difference. Do you think that? Do you, what do you think of things like Dry January? Do you think they've they've got a swing back conundrum? It's a bit of a problem that you, you go for a month without alcohol, but then there's a temptation to go back into your, your previous levels. Whereas what you're yeah. saying is maybe it's better just to, to general reduction, and then potentially down the line you could go teetotal if you felt benefits from it. Yeah. Rather, but rather than going cold turkey and having that, like I'm going to get to the end of January and. And then I'm going to crack open a beer and some champagne or, or whatever else. Yeah, I think a lot of us come out of the Christmas period, and, and we we had a conversation um, before, before the before we started to um, to record the pod about you know, the overconsumption over Christmas, and we we all do it, right? We just all seem to not be able to control our portion sizes, and we just yeah. go the ball, we let the hand break off, and I, there's no problem in that. But however, it's being able to regulate. We yeah. know. We're all going to do it over the Christmas window, but being able to regulate back again, and whether we have to go from, you know, the extreme of overconsumption to actually, I'm going to, you know, suppress it all out in January. I'm going to completely remove the alcohol. I, I, I think just pushing the reset button and just going back, just finding some simple boundaries and living within the, back in those boundaries again. And whether, you know, it's just getting good healthy produce in through the week. You're in control. Um, five a day green veg cleanser system lots of water really focus on the sleep get plenty of movement and the weekends maybe there was a cheat meal and there was a um a, a well-earned gin and tonic for, for your efforts 
Yeah, Porsche, Porsche Control was an interesting one because you were talking about it and it was quite a sobering moment. I remember um, literally a sobering moment was about three years ago, I was about 36, 37, and we had a New Year's Eve and I was just wiped out the next day, couldn't do any, any family plans, I was supposed to meet in a restaurant. I walked into the restaurant straight to the bathroom, <laughs> wasn't very well, had to leave. And I thought after that, I haven't drunk to, to extreme in terms of alcohol. So that was a moment where I thought, oh, you know, I can't do this anymore. And then this Christmas day, there was quite an alarming moment where I filled my uh, plate full of a lot of, a lot of protein, a lot of turkey, a lot of, um, there's a bit of beef as well in my, my sister-in-law's house a lot of vegetables but it was a big big plate and it was I went up for seconds and then I had this moment where everyone started to sort of dissipate from the the uh, table and go off and do things in other rooms I just realized I couldn't actually move I was in this kind of state where I felt like I was so full I was almost suffocating and had to sit for a, about an hour and I thought wow that this has changed again now I have to be careful um, but portion control is it's something that personal trainers always say but it's it's a good one, isn't it? Because you can fall, you can you can beat your brain before it releases all those chemicals by eating huge amounts, and you may not get into as much difficulty as I did, but it will it will definitely show on your your waist circumference. I think the energy balance equation over the course of the Christmas window for all of us wouldn't be in um, in favour. I mean, if if we were to look at the, the calorie, the calorie intake is naturally going to be a lot higher, and our calorie output likely to be a lot lower as well. So the movement's going to be less and. I think we're less likely to be hitting the gym on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day. So that, that window is like, you know, the extreme, isn't it? We just let ourselves go, handbrakes off. And I think, why not? You know, if we've been pretty good through the, the course of the year, um, there's no harm in letting the handbrake off a little bit and just going for, going for whatever you want, when you want. <laughs> well, being in pain was slightly discomforting. I felt like I was, you know, waiting to, waiting to give birth. Yes. I thought it was a very strange <laughs> Very what it does to your body if you do overeat and you obviously loaded your body up with far too much um carbohydrates but me and you just there uh, all of a sudden just there uh, over over overeating and it's had that knock-on effect there yeah that was one of, one of the benefits about working over christmas being a sports broadcaster is that you didn't have as much opportunity perhaps as other people who had two or three weeks break to to really yeah. really get stuck in but what do you think people should measure their food or should they just maybe get smaller plates and just be cognizant of how much they're putting on? And I suppose doing a little bit of reading is you realize, depending on how much exercise you're doing, you don't really need that much food. Do you? Maybe people will be surprised. I think uh, I've always, I've always encouraged people to sort of be in control and be um, planning ahead. So a lot of the time, you know, if we're not thinking about where, where we are for lunch or where we're going to be at the, the, the points of where our body is going to require some level of fuel to keep us going. Um, we just get caught out and we end up just not pulling something off of the shelf in a supermarket. You know, that, that's actually been you know, pre-made, processed. We, we, I think I like to sort of see people in control of what they're putting in their body a little bit more and, and maybe thinking about the week ahead, batch cooking to, you know, to actually see when they're coming in late at night, having those sort of brain dead options that they can knock up very quickly, um, 15, 20 minutes with minimal fuss. That's mm. healthy rather than actually picking something up, taking the, um, the the film off it and putting it in the microwave for seven minutes and, and, and eating. I mean, that's where I, I, I do sort of have an issue, um, especially in the UK, you know, our, our processed food consumption is far too high in this country. Yeah. Statistically, we make up something like 60% of processed food consumption in, in Europe. Whoa. So the UK has this real challenge, I think, where we're not really able to, to actually prepare food and eat, eat, eat sort of real food. We, we, we do have this mindset where actually, you know, 
processed food seems to serve as many of us for, for our evening meal and it's I think busy lifestyles pushes in that direction but it's not being maybe in control when thinking about things in advance and we just create some bad habits yeah it doesn't have to be elaborate does it either you know you can grill a piece of chicken and and, and steam some vegetables or maybe yeah. some potatoes or, or a little bit of rice whatever it's doesn't necessarily take that much time you don't have to again a bit like the fitness side of things you don't have to necessarily yeah. look like the rock at the end of the year that may not be the goal but it it may be that you know you just you just adapt your, your lifestyle to eat whole foods but cook cook relatively simply at the start sure sure and i, I run a um a regular um uh, it's called food for fitness and it's a health and fitness workshop at dalesford cooking yeah. school um and the workshop is all designed for our workshop and it's designed to provide and equip someone with some real knowledge on how to create healthy food but make it creative and interesting and not be too labor intensive so actually you know minimal pro produce minimal effort you know just that brain dead food options that you can create but actually food should taste good as well mm. it shouldn't taste bland it shouldn't yeah. just be a rocket salad on a plate and just chopped up tomatoes we can be a bit more creative and a bit more innovative with what we put in our body yeah. um, and it doesn't need to be 45 minutes of preparation to get it to that, that, that um you know, from um from the work top to the plate so for me it's you know doing the simple things as efficiently as you can but being in control and thinking the balance with what what um what you've got in your fridge and how you can service your body as best as possible we're getting comfortable sometimes with, with feeling hungry because we have pushed our our stomach lining out a little bit it's gonna it's gonna want to have that homeostasis isn't it of, of being full up i suppose is it snacking might be you might look to things like apples and, and fruit rather than chocolate bars totally snacking on the right things i mean nuts and fruit um i mean i always try and encourage people to not to leave long gaps um long windows of a day without without consuming you know the fuel is going to basically um service your performance physically and mentally so if we're not, not giving the body what it needs in terms of fuel it's going to have an effect on your output and your performance so and it's just getting those i think you know simple um go-to snacks that you can make i mean protein balls you can make on a sunday mm. nice healthy protein balls you can three or four ingredients and they'll last you till friday so you know take your little snack in tupperware box and it's in the bag job done you don't need to yeah. grab something and take it out of a wrapper and you know so you've got a cook at home that's the uh, difference you've got a, a wife who's a great cook yeah we're real foodies so i think food is such a huge important of people's health and wellness you know the exercise and the training and you know that's that's a, a one component of being healthy but for me what's what's most important is what you put in your body you know, yeah saying you are what you eat i mean that's that for me is going to determine your level of performance physically and mentally in your output so the food is, is for me is, is is the biggest factor when it comes to living a healthy life do you think we need to look at our sleep as well when we're trying to change habits is that helps our willpower helps our capacity for, yeah. for adopting new things well we, we've spoken before and and, and and sleep patterns um i think it's become more um obvious to us that sleep will affect are out again our, our level of physical performance the next day i always know if my my sleep's been disrupted i don't feel as energetic the next day and it clearly has a knock-on effect of, of of our of our um i just think of our output physically and mentally mm. so the simple you know 
what the body really needs is, is, is to, it does need to completely cleanse down. It needs to, um, to, 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 to reset for, for the next day ahead. And just getting those basics right when it comes to movement through the day, getting sufficient amount of good quality sleep, trying to eat the right foods as frequently as you possibly can and water consumption throughout the day. I think you get those, those key components to create a foundation for a healthy body. You're, you're, you're well on your way. Would you think that people generally, is it better for them to adopt one thing, like you do sleep, then they do movement, then they do diet, or can they look at a holistic thing from, from the get-go? Can they sort of revamp the whole life? Even if it's not extreme mm. revamp, but they can look at their sleep, they can look at their movement, and they can look at their nutrition. Is it possible to, to do that from, we're speaking a little bit later in January, but from January the 1st? Yeah, well, obviously, what, what, why not? The, the basics of our, our fundamentals of, of a healthy life. So, you know, if we, if we put some simple solutions in place, um, if our alarm is, is set to go off for work commitments at 6am, work backwards. You know, let's get ourselves in bed before 10 and lights out, you know, phone away. You know, sometimes we just get, we fall down a rabbit hole. We end up just sort of all of a sudden, put us then up us then, or we're watching the end of a, a Netflix series, where it may be. Be strict with yourself. You know, actually, right, there's, there's, there's the line. Whatever I'm doing at that point, I'm going to shut it down and I'm going to uh, put myself to sleep at the right time so I get a good seven to eight hour window. You mentioned the phone. I think with exercise and, and with documenting everything, a lot of people use their phone. But it's complicated because then you have messages coming in, emails whilst you're doing it. What, what do you use? Because I've always shied away from, from documenting too much. I knew I'd get obsessive about it. It'd be like, oh, I've got to beat my steps from yesterday or this or that, or I've got to yeah. you know, agonize over a bad night's sleep after getting in from work at 1 a.m. Or, or whatever yeah. it might be. But do you, do you have a device that you recommend, not that you know, to promote necessarily specific mm. things? What, what do you use to, to document your, your, what you're doing and, and how your body is? I think, I think tech is great. Um, I, I'm, I'm sort of someone that does refer to tech and my apps and bits and pieces, but, but I don't get obsessed and I don't sort of set yeah. myself um, to sort of set myself an absolute uh, unrealistic goal to try and achieve from that. I, if, it, if it gives me a little bit of information that I'm doing the right things and I'm, um, and I'm putting a tick in the box, then that's just job done. It just measures what I'm trying to achieve. So for example, um, I'll, I've set my goal on my um, Apple Watch at 12 and a half thousand steps. So I'll always try and achieve you know, that 12 and a half thousand steps. And it makes me feel satisfied that if that's done, it's a tick in the box. That's been a good day for my active living. Um, anything on top of that is bonus. So that's what I'm always looking for on a minimum basis. And that's just personal to me. Uh, I'm fortunate enough that I'm off my feet a lot. I'm not working from a desk uh, eight to 10 hours a day. So I've got the ability to be able to get moving as, 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 as some people find it a bit more tricky, but then you, therefore you've got to try and put a, put a solution in place, right? So if we've got a, uh, a, a problem with that, we've got to try and find a way around it. So I think we've got to put the, um, look at the solutions as, as, as much as well as just looking at the issues. Like walking meetings and, and that kind of thing. If that, that's something that might work, of course. Mm. Uh, we, we can still have that conversation if it's, if it's informal and it doesn't need to be in front of a, you know, a screen or you know, presentation, and why not? I think they're becoming more popular. You see more more people around the parks in London, and they're clearly, you know, they're out in the office. So I'm guessing that they are collaborating and they are talking about. Well, so why not? I think yeah. it's just trying to get as, as, as 
Do you want to obviously it's a kill to two birds with one stone? But you know, we want we want a fit and healthy nation. We want our workforce in in um, working environments to be able to perform to the best. So I think we should all be supporting each other. Absolutely. What is twelve and a half thousand? Do you know what twelve and a half thousand steps equates to in terms of time walking? Because I know that some people say an hour walking is a good yeah. base as well to have. Distance wise, it works out roughly about 10k. I don't know whether that's oh wow, how exact that is. I'm not entirely yeah. sure, but I think when you are an active person, you're on your feet a lot and you are moving around. Uh, I think naturally your step count is just constantly ticking, 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 ticking mm. and throughout the day, you're just you know, raising, the, raising the step count. So, um, time wise, if someone's moving more than they're sitting, <laughs> it's better, right? So, if we just break the day in half. Let's make sure that we're moving for over half of that day. Yeah, absolutely. And the Apple Watch as well is interesting because you can document all that stuff. But I know people hook it up for like walkie-talkies where they're speaking to people and they're getting messages and they're getting emails and, and calls on it. But actually, you don't have to do that. You can keep it just as a personal device. So when you go for a job, you, you're, you're set. You're away from people. You're not getting texts from yeah. work or, or from family. Yeah, I think text becomes so intuitive now. You can you can tailor it to what, what suits you. So if you want to switch off your notifications, you can do it. You can switch off certain notifications for certain apps. You know, so you can you can do it. It's just taking the time to set it up accordingly. Uh, it's just finding what works for you. Yeah, Some I might have to upscale my, my basic 1980s Casio, which I just do time, or literally the time of how long I've run for. That's a classic, right? Yeah. And that's also, yeah. life's simple. Life, sometimes life's just good being simple. I mean, yeah. tech's great, but it's not essential, is it? You know, we, you know, we, we got by for many years without you know, all of the really fancy stuff. So, you know, it's great. I think there is it. Is it a shock? Is it a shock? G-Shock? No, no it's, 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 a, it's a Casio 50, uh, yeah, 50 meters water resistant, I believe. Um, oh, that's, and it's got a stopwatch on it and it's got, yeah, light. <laughs> it's got a light and it's uh, got an alarm. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that could be a valuable timepiece in years to come. Yeah, don't, don't, but, but that's the thing. That. Yeah, people get some people get caught up in documenting, don't they? But sometimes you have to just do the uh, do the hard yards, just do the walk. You know, rather yeah, rather than say worry about what it equates absolutely. to. Let's not get caught in the desk for anything. You know, an hour at a time. If we can get out of the desk, get sorry, get off the chair, away from the desk for short windows, it helps. It all helps, and it accumulates. So um, yeah, there's, there's never an excuse. I mean, sometimes we just get stuck in our ways, and we are just too too focused on the uh, well, hey man you're you're an esteemed trainer aka underscore the fitness pro on, on social media and linkedin as well james golden and people can follow your tips there i know you're very booked up with, with clients i'm not sure they could be able to, to get you as a client but you've um, been very generous in, in potentially offering to give me some some tips to, to revamp coming back from this knee and ankle injury and a, a massive christmas dinner which i'm still recovering <laughs> from a couple of weeks out um but uh, what do you think that that i should focus on to think for me, I think as I get set shifts for the first time in my career, really in February, I'll be yeah. having three late night finishes where probably on average bedtime around 1.30, 2am. Um, but then it's it's trying to keep, keep as much energy around the rest of it and, and keep mobile after my, my injury sustained playing playing football. Any, any sort of general tips you think that, that I should work on trying to keep fight the ageing process, I suppose? You've got an irregular um, work pattern, haven't you? So, so it, does, you know, it does present these challenges. But at the same time, you know, we, we, we can we can find a solution that um, I think if we was to if I was to give you some some guidelines yeah. and we was to get sort of some level of starting point and see if we can make a change to, to where you are at, what, what we use to measure it, we can, we can talk um, post podcast. 
where we yeah. take some physical measurements of you, establish where you are, are you in the optimal ranges? Would you like to improve within those? Um, we could put some solutions in place. So if we looked at where you are, where you would like to be, and then create a little action plan and some guidelines for you to try and follow, and you could be a little case study. Maybe we can jump back on the mm. and have a chat on the pod and see see if we actually uh, succeeded or I succeeded in giving you some good guidance. So I think you know regular work patterns are challenging because you know every week is different. But now you know they're a little bit more set in stone. Mm. But it is just a case I think of setting some boundaries that are realistic around those key pillars of health and fitness, and I think you're you're setting the foundation. And if we then can be a little bit more structured, maybe with some some um, some exercise as well, some strength work, some core work, mm. yeah, just making sure that you've got all the, the bases covered. And I think you can make some good progress then. Just getting the basics right, I think, first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. And is it tailoring the days when you when I'm not maybe getting as much sleep? Because you know, obviously it's not as bad as when my daughter was a, <laughs> was a baby and I was getting back at, at two in the morning and she was waking up at four, five, six. And yeah. my wife was, was, to be fair, shouldering the burden of that. But do you, do you look to sort of do low intensity stuff after a day when you haven't slept so much? Because people might be listening to this who have got young babies or are doing shift work. And, and yeah. perhaps, you, you know, like you say, you do your strength stuff on, on days when you when you kind of have a better night's sleep. Yeah, I think it goes without saying. I mean, um, any form of exercise is is, is is beneficial. You know, there's no there's no there's no bad workout, right? Any yeah. time you do any form of activity, it's it's benefiting you from a health and fitness perspective. So I'm always someone that's trying to encourage to do it, and obviously find a way to be able to do what suits you, and um, to work within your lifestyle, and for it to to make you happy, put a smile on your face. I mean, you know, health and fitness shouldn't be um, should it be a chore? It should be something that actually you, you, you sort of really engage with and, and enjoy. And it's finding what you do enjoy. So I think we're all challenged in our, in our lives with whether it be young children. And sometimes, you know, we do have these phases where there's disruption. But again, I think if you're fitter and you're healthier and you've got generally a good um, mindset and approach to health and well-being, you, 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 you'll come through. And I think your performance level and your, your physical and health, mental health, well, mental well-being will be will be always um, efficient. Brilliant. Well, I think yeah, I'm getting I'm getting back on the the track. I'm, I can walk briskly now. I think I strained the ligaments. Got very lucky. I went to A and E, but didn't have a broken bone, which was good. But the, the knee has been a little bit tricky. And I think I say maybe it's the, the gastric nemus, the calf muscle is a bit tight behind my um behind my knee. But I'm getting able to walk now. So and then at some point in the next. I guess five, six weeks, I have to face the prospect of, shall I play football or not again? Which I know you're cognizant of, because it's all right being healthy, but sometimes we know sports people are not the most healthy because of the injuries that, that you can entail. And that's a dilemma because you, you you're playing a lot of football, but feeling your Achilles, isn't it? It's like your mental health, your well-being versus your actual physical health, because you love playing, but it's, it's that, 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 that danger zone. Just, start, just starting to listen to my body a little bit. And uh, unfortunately, we're both, you know, in our 40s so uh, we know that you know there is something <laughs> over time that your body does start to uh, feel the effects of the stress and the strain you may have put on it and, and for sure my joints are certainly not what they were 10 15 years ago yeah. five years ago so yeah. i've got to sort of make decisions <laughs> on whether i continue to, <laughs> to play or, or i um or i rein it in and you must be at least 10 years younger than your actual, you know, your chronological age with your, your biology and the fitness and stuff that you do. I know you're very disciplined around alcohol and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, physically, um, I don't feel, I mean, if I, if I was to go out and run a 10K now, I, mm. could, I could present a good time, but I, I wouldn't be in the same league as where I was 10 years ago. You know, 
James Golden of 10 years ago would be four or five minutes yeah. now. Um, we didn't have four kids then. <laughs> different. Yeah, my training is different. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of training on the go a little bit more now, where things were much more structured back ten years ago. You know, much more disciplined. But that, that's you know, that's what happens in life. Your time does get restricted. You need to be a bit smarter on how you use it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think we're all degenerating. You know, that's a fact. We're not all the same, but we can certainly put measures and process in place to keep us in you know as good physical shape as we can for up for our age. Um, I mean, age is a number, but I'm, I'm still playing football with lads that are 12, 15 years younger than me. And I think, I, you know, I'm just as fit as those guys in terms of their uh, cardiovascular fitness. Mm. But uh, maybe I'll, my body aches a little bit more than them, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bones and the tendons are a little bit more susceptible to, to tweaking. They stretch a little bit longer, I think, is possibly, <laughs> possibly the key. But they'll, they'll soon go past you in, in, in biological ages as, as they... The drinking or whatever takes their toll. Not that I'm casting aspersions. I don't know these guys, so I was just assuming that maybe they're doing a, a normal twenty-something male male lifestyle yeah. in the West. Um, There's a good set of lads to play with, so I'm, I'm, I think I'm the old, probably the oldest. Um, and uh, so I think I'm holding my own. Hey, I don't play. I don't play in the same dynamic way I once did. Yeah. Well, let's let, well let's we'll, we'll reconvene on the podcast in due course, and and we'll speak off air about off air off off the podcast about. Um, dimensions and, and things that I can work on. I know that there's a little bit of uh, tummy fat going around that I probably want to try and slim down as well and, and just feel more energized and as you say try and counter that natural process as much as you can because what's interesting as people age <clears throat> is the, the, the divergent paths they go on and how people can a look different but b seemingly feel very different as they age so I think that's the, the key isn't it as you, as you get older you want to enjoy life and I think that's health and well-being is um, yeah. that is how so, I see you, it's not how long you live it's, it's how well you live really. Absolutely. I think striking that balance between you know, making sure that you're, you're giving yourself the best chance uh, in life to, to fulfil and to maintain you know, physical output performance, but uh, still you know, doing those little, little things that, that we do, just good for the soul, right? Yeah. How about the, um, how about the, the nutrition uh, classes, the cookery classes at Dalesford Organic Farm in the yeah. Cotswolds? Are they all subscribed for? Are there, are there spaces available if people wanted to, if they lived locally, um, get in touch? Yeah, they're, they're, they're bookable uh, via the Dalesford Farm website. And the cookery school is um, is, is, is basically the, 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 the teaching of all the different, you know, basically there's, there's, there's workshops and classes that teach various forms, but I do a, 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 what's called Food for Fitness, which is a healthy food workshop. And um, we have 12, we have 12 um, guests that come and join us for that four hour workshop I deliver. So between myself and the head of the cookery school workshop, we've created a few different dishes that we use and they're typically seasonal. And um, we make healthy food interesting. That's how I like to describe it. And healthy food should be. It should be something that we, um, you know, it's, it's bursting with flavour. It should be nutritiously um servicing our system properly but also we should understand why we're eating certain foods and what they do for us and, and just just having i think a little almost like toolbox of different types of foods that we can we can um we can easily create and, and without being too too heavy going on our, on our time i love it and where, where's the best place to go for information about that is it dalesford organic farm website Dale's website, yeah. Dale's yeah. website, and you, you go to the cookery school, and you will see all the different workshops that are available. And um, they run workshops every single day, and I'll typically run a workshop there every six weeks. Yeah, brilliant. We're hoping to do some men's health talks as well, which will release details. The same. Yeah, AK underscore Fitness Pro. Yeah, yeah. Men's health is, is, is 
is important to, to me. Um, being a male and someone that's had a business, I know some, some what it takes you with regards to you know, the stress and strains of, of, of uh, what, what that can bring. So I'm quite passionate about um, helping people sort of overcome the barriers and, and actually to have, to put themselves first, you know, actually have those, um, have, the, have the right approach to living a healthy life and without it being compromising to, to too much that, uh, that, that we, that's in our life day-to-day, -day, work, life, mm. work, family, etc. Yeah, it's a great thing as well because it's a physical event where we had one a couple of years ago pre-pandemic and that's right. a group of men of different different ages came out and actually I think the social aspect of it was really nourishing from a health perspective as well because actually there are a lot of men who've got commitments with work and children, a lot of things that get squeezed are, are socialising. We, we grew up with lots of friends and then it, it becomes a bit distant. So actually meeting up with other men and, and sharing the issues and having a bit of a laugh and I think it's bigger. I actually lost a friend and he was one of my best friends at universities. One of his former housemates actually committed suicide over over the lockdown not to bring the mood down too much but just you could see the effect of the isolation potentially what happened that people weren't aware of as much than they would have previously because of the situation with the pandemic and the restrictions so i think actually it's, it's really pertinent that health i think socializing and talking is is and having a bit of fun maybe making yeah. a bit of fun of each other a little bit is it's good for our health too so i think these in-person events are, are great aren't they but we i think they do stream them as well online don't they for people through the yeah yeah, yeah we're, we're, what we're looking at doing is, is creating a sort of a men's health program where potentially we would um we're, we're in discussions about how how we would uh, how we would set this up but that's what we're looking to do so in conjunction with Dalesford farm and the Bamford wellness brand um that would be really yeah i'd be something i'd be really interested to to um to be part of i think you touched on something there that, that men don't talk we don't actually bring sometimes to use those issues that are inside out so i think you know a problem problem, problem shared is a problem halved and i think sometimes you know men do are very good at just holding on to to um you know the, the challenges that they're, they're confronted with and sometimes it's just you try and be really macho and you know just try and fight our way through the, the certain challenges that present in life, whether it be yeah, work related or family related, but yeah. just physically socialising. Sometimes I think we don't prioritise it, do we? It sort of gets squeezed out, and I think that's you realise right. maybe some sometimes women are better at just meeting for that coffee or, or whatever it might be, and just smaller scale. We we struggle to downscale our socialising from from big nights to to just yeah. meeting for a coffee or, or half a pint or whatever on the way home. Yeah, that's the, it's important to uh, you know it's. it's just to just to ensure that uh, you know we've got a we've got a good focus on life, we're positive about everything we're doing, and um, you know we're we're, we're happy. Yeah. Well, well, appreciate always appreciate talking to you and, and hanging out, and we'll catch up soon and, and take my take some of my dreaded measurements. Maybe <laughs> I don't know if you've got any calipers there. Yeah, it's always like we can certainly get your body composition ahead and see see where yeah. how optimal you are, and you can do a little case study, and I can see if I can make a difference with you if I can. If you allow me and you discipline yourself to, to follow a few guidelines I put in place and maybe we have your training session together, how about that? Absolutely, mate. Well, I appreciate it because I say you're an expert trainer with, with two decades of experience. So any, any help is, is really appreciated. But James, thank you. And um, we'll catch up soon, my friend. Thank you for coming on the podcast again. Very good. Good to see you, Ed. Bye.
Well, fantastic to get James's insight there. AKA, AKA underscore the fitness pro on Instagram posts some salient messages on there around health and fitness. Worth getting in touch with him as well. Connect with him on LinkedIn if you're a health professional. Just fantastic uh, man. And I think comes through the sense of frustration that a lot of people are feeling that perhaps an opportunity over the past two years to enhance and elevate the message of health and well-being of fitness of having a healthy body mass index of sleep exercise general wellness around a sort of tribal debate around vaccines is sort of an auxiliary one isn't there a complementary one that perhaps needed to be had around weight loss and that's not shaming people that's just being honest and actually truthful and kind in the sense of being fully informative of all the health ailments which are worsened through being a certain body mass index above particularly 30 they say and interesting that i didn't realize that actually people who have a lot of mu muscle uh, bodybuilders etc can actually be prone to a lot of health issues because of sheer bulk strain on their cardiovascular system so it's it's an interesting discussion one that hasn't been had perhaps as much as we'd want in the legacy media the established media which i'm a part of in fairness in my day job but it's uh, an interesting conversation and, and, and james's time and passion clearly has, has been around health and wellness for more than two decades as a trainer so worth following him <clears throat> and if we do get this uh well we are hoping to get a series of talks at dalesford organic farm on health men's health in particular then worth following both uh, him and myself ed draper 81 on twitter edward uh, underscore draper media on instagram or just google me with it with instagram you'll get that it's a little bit um convoluted um but i hope you liked it let me know if you did please rate it on itunes pass it on get in touch you can email me hello at drapermedia.co.uk write a review on itunes spotify wherever you're listening and uh, just pass it on tell a friend if it was any help uh, that would be fantastic and if you'd like the podcast generally appreciate your support and you being here thank you also to the sponsors bang Olufsen of cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Remember, through Serene AV, they can source you whatever equipment you're looking for, not just the wonderful Bangal Olufsen equipment. Put my teeth back in. Uh, and also, thank you to Cytoplan for their association with the podcast, Food Based Supplement Company. We've been taking their supplements for 20 plus years under the stewardship of my dad, my old man, Dr. Mark Draper, who is a general practitioner, doctor, but also a micronutritionist, very fixated on zinc and selenium soil samples and, and how that equates to our health and how perhaps we need supplementation in certain parts of the world, including the UK, where it seems that those um, trace elements are relatively diminished in our soil, which has been heavily farmed for 2000 plus years anyway thank you for listening to the podcast if you want to um have that discount with the supplementation if you go to cytoplan.co.uk c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk you may be looking again at, at vitamin d3 if you're in the northern hemisphere like us not much daylight sunlight around at the moment to boost um our stores of, of vitamin d3 you can go to the checkout at cytoplan.co.uk and the discount code is my last name dra P-E-R, Draper, the numerals one zero, so one zero, and then the capital letter R. So Draper, all capital letters, one zero, capital letter R. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you have a good week and a good month. Don't get too weighed down by the January gloom. You might be somewhere nice and sunny, so you may not be affected by it at all. Take care. Bye for now.